Hey, here we are. We're live, everybody. Welcome to the Football Outsiders live stream for Thursday, May 26th, 2022. I am Aaron Schatz, the editor-in-chief of FootballOutsiders.com, joined as always by Mike Tamir. And our guest today is J.P. Acosta, also from Football Outsiders. Hello. And uh, hello to all of you who are watching right now, whether it's Twitch or YouTube. Please uh, feel free to make comments and ask us questions in the commentary. Hello to everyone listening afterwards on the Football Outsiders podcast network. Uh, we're going to start a series of shows today where we're going to do tier lists because tier lists are fun. Uh, we're going to do them by position. We've got some cool guests lined up in future weeks, but uh, we're going to start today by doing receiving cores, so wide receivers and tight ends. But before we get to doing our tier list, I just want to hit a couple of stories regarding news stories regarding quarterbacks and get your guys' take. And the first one is, what is your take on the Raiders giving Colin Kaepernick an actual real live tryout today? What a um, concept. <laughs> it, it, it is a very, it's a what what a crazy concept. But for me, I think it kind of just goes back to like if he's not on a team, if he's not making a team at this point, then like what are we doing? Like he's had tryouts, he's had workouts, he's had like multiple workouts. And we all know the reason why he's not in the league. So right. if we come back around to it and he's still not in the league after doing this workout, like what what are we going to be doing? He's almost 35. Um, I do still think like he's better than most backup quarterbacks. Like their their backup right now is Nick Mullins and Jared Stidham. Jared Stidham. Yeah, that is a terrible. I mean, a terrible quarterback situation. You know, I admit I think a guy who's 34 and has been out of the league five years, there's a good chance that guy's not good enough to play anymore. But I would be interested to see him do training camp to find out. Agreed. Yeah. Like I said, I think we know why he wasn't in the league. And now getting him back in, he'll have that opportunity to prove once again to people who didn't believe the first time why he was out of the league. Because when he left, he was one of the best, not one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but he was a starting caliber quarterback. Of course, it's been five years since then, yeah. but it's going to be interesting to see. I, I wish this opportunity had happened in 2018 when we weren't talking about this gap. Definitely wish it would happen in 2020 when I think we all, as a culture, demonstrated what we thought about what Colin Kaepernick was protesting for. We were yeah. all in the streets protesting police violence and gun violence, and you could see the overwhelming majority of Americans who really care deeply and passionately about these things were in favor of what he was protesting for. This That should have been an opportunity for a team to say, you know what, this whole blackballing thing, this is silly. The, the person we're afraid of uh, is is on their way out and let's do this. It didn't happen then. I, I celebrate that it's happening now. I, I do worry that it might be too little too late, but I'm glad it's happening. It's really interesting timing as well with everything that's going on with the John Gruden like lawsuit that's actually happening right now with the Raiders. Yeah. Like I said, I think I think Roger Goodell ultimately wanted Colin Kaepernick back in the league back in like 2020, but it all came down to the owners not wanting him in the league. So I think it's a very good first step for Mark Davis and the Raiders to take this chance. But it is, like I said, it's very interesting timing considering everything that's going on with the Raiders right now. And as I've pointed out numerous times, there's never been a quarterback who was 29 years old and had 200 or more pass attempts who couldn't get into the league the next year, like who wanted in the league the next year and couldn't get in the league. And it doesn't matter how bad they are. So when people are always like, but he was declining. Okay. He didn't have the best year when he was 29, but again, like you don't take starting quarterbacks who are 29 years old and you just don't even give them a chance to be a backup. That just doesn't happen historically. Right. So it doesn't, that doesn't matter. It just doesn't happen. Like even the worst quarterbacks at that age, like if they've had playing time, teams give them a shot. Like it just, this was weird. And if they're just cynically giving him an opportunity for PR, 
they cynically didn't give him opportunities for six years of PR. It's still a step in the right direction. And if he gets the opportunity, then there's a chance. Another story that has come out over the last week, quarterback wise, that the Panthers wanted Cleveland to pay 13 to $14 million of Baker Mayfield's salary. Now, Mike, your article today is really funny. A preview of Baker Mayfield's uh, future career, which I think is is actually really accurate to what's going to happen to him. Like he's going to bounce around the league and then he won't be in the league for a while. And then there's a special happy ending for him. <laughs> Phrasing, but uh, <laughs> not a Robert Kraft, ha- more of a Tony Romo happy ending than a Robert Kraft happy ending. I'm, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Folks, you have to read it to find out what Aaron is talking about. But no, I love that Panther story because it's like, hey, can you trade it? And can you pay most of it? It's it's like, can you take me out to dinner and pay for everything? That's kind of what they were going for. And, you know, the Panthers said no. And, and it's funny because, you know, we write about this and I go on radio and people ask, well, where's Baker Mayfield going to go? And it's like, he's going to go nowhere. No one's taking this salary. You know, team said, we're going to take Carson Wentz. We're going to take Drew Locke. We're not going to take this salary. When he is released, and they should just give up and release him because they're not going to work this magical trade where somebody takes him off their hands and takes his salary and gives them something, then teams will look at him. And I'm not. And you can read my article where I guess he might go next. It's up in the air because teams will look at him for two years and $14 million with incentives. Teams will look at him at that level, not the level they have to pay right now. And I think that's going to be the ultimately smart thing to do for other teams because if Cleveland wanted to trade him, they should have done it before the draft. But nobody's going to want to take that salary. That's why the Panthers were basically asking for Cleveland to pay like half of it. It's like that meme, like it says, like, who want me? And like 100% says no. That's That's where Baker Mayfield is at right now. Nobody wants him to be around because nobody wants to take on that contract. I do think ultimately the funniest solution to this is him showing up to training camp. Yes. Like, I need him and a nasty man just throwing passes around because you know Baker Mayfield's ultimate competitor. So the first time a nasty man makes a mistake, like, you chose this guy over me? (laughs) Hilarious passes. Like, he should have shown up at the beach with that off-season workout. She's like, hey, y'all, y'all going to the beach? I'll, I'll come with. Right, you know, right. Comes, come, right, comes down there. Hey, I'm going to throw, too. And like, yeah, yeah, he yeah, shows up the first day. I'm here to compete for the starting job. You yeah, know? He, you know, he goes to the offseason in, like, Cabo. You know, he brings his little, like, duck floaty. He brings his little floral shirts. Like, yeah, man, ready to go, too. I'm part of the team still. They're still paying my contract. Then Manziel shows up, too. I mean, that's... Oh, yeah. Let's get everybody back here. (laughs) It's like like the ghost of Christmas pass. It's just the ghost of Brown's quarterback pass. Let's get Brandon Whedon back in here. Come on. Everybody. Brandon Whedon is like 63 years old at this point, though. I I am Brandon Whedon. That's me. Look, look, you're going to need a responsible person out in Cabo. You're going to need an older veteran. (laughs) Oh, he's the chaperone. Brandon Whedon is chaperoning. Yes. Brandon Whedon is the chaperone. You could not pay me enough to chaperone that group of individuals. <laughs> we'll stop. I never want to do that day in my life. <laughs> the uh, other story to talk about is uh, Lamar Jackson, who needs to negotiate himself a new contract and, of course, famously doesn't have an agent, not attending voluntary workouts in Baltimore. How much does that matter and how much is it? It's voluntary workout, so it doesn't matter. I think it's voluntary workout, so like it doesn't really matter. But I do think with the higher contracts that quarterbacks are starting to get, that's helping Lamar Jackson's case out a lot. Right. Because, like I said, Nasty Man in Cleveland just got $230 million fully guaranteed. Josh Allen's going to make an insane amount of money. Right. And so Lamar can basically say, like, okay, you they paid him that much. I should be getting that much too. But he has to say it. Yeah. I hope he remembered to send the email saying, I want to open the contract negotiations because that's the part of this that he, I think that the, the contract negotiations will be moving. He hasn't started moving. Them when out. you don't have an agent, right. you have to do the talking. Right. And that's that's my concern. Like, I don't worry about, yeah, you, you want to do this. 
to protect your body, to protect your interests, to kind of show them that you want this, you still have to start the process. And, and he's been reluctant to do that. All right, let's get to our tier making. So today we're going to do wide receiver and tight end tiers. And here is how this is going to work. Mike has done his basic tiers. And we're going to, int we're going to introduce them actually starting in the middle, not starting with the best or the worst. Yes. And then JP and I can commentate. And then we'll see if we feel like moving around the teams a little bit. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's like, like, it's like I'm in the driver's seat. What a, what a terrible mistake. So you're in the driver's oh, seat. I think we decided we were going to start with the B-level teams. So yes. the teams that have good receiving cores, but not the best receiving cores. And then we can move around from there. I, for the B teams, I kind of went with, these are teams that have like two good guys. And like not much else. Like two very good guys, not much else. So, And, and remember, tight ends are included in case you're wondering. So uh, I apologize to Ross, so I bounce around alphabetically. The Minnesota Vikings is where I'm going to start the B-list. Two good guys, right? You got Thielen, you got uh, uh, Jefferson. Two outstanding players, not a whole lot else there. That's kind of my definition of the B-list team. Going to also put in there, and, and let's go with the uh, San Francisco 49ers. You've got Debo, Kittle. Yeah, I think it depends a little bit on how good you think Ayuk is. Yeah, I mean... Are we going to jump him up to A because of Brandon Ayuk? I mean, I personally didn't. But, again, you guys have the power to change this. I'm going to go through a couple more. The Seattle Seahawks. Yes. Well, see, I thought San Francisco was more of an A team, mainly because I think George Kittle and Debo Samuel are enough of force multipliers by themselves where they can essentially use just these guys. Debo was essentially a running back for the back half of the season. performed at an elite level. Also, I – when I assume wide receiver tight end tiers, I also rank Kyle Juszczyk in here. So, <laughs> you're putting Kyle so in no, there. no, no, Juszczyk doesn't Cal count. He's a full oh, back. Man. Doesn't count, doesn't count okay. as a tight end. Fine. Fine. We're, two, we're two teams in, and we have fullbacks lining up at wide receiver here on our tier list. Like, Don't blame me. Blame Kyle Shanahan. He's broken <laughs> my brain. I, I will note, so I put together a list where I looked at last year's DYAR numbers okay. for receivers and then moved everybody to their new teams and then did an estimate for rookies. And I only counted like the top six guys from each team so that you didn't end up with a team that had like a bunch of negative guys that don't even matter. And San Francisco is the highest team on that list that you did not have originally as an A or an S. Okay. So, so I feel like they're right on the verge between a B and an A, but it really is kind of like, is Ayuk, is Ayuk that third quality guy or not? And I don't even think Kyle Shanahan knows if he thinks Ayuk is that third quality guy or not, because like the first half of last year, he was not playing him as much. All right. It sounds like you guys want the 49ers in the A tier. So we'll move them up here. I'll give you a team that I know is going to stay in the B tier, the Seattle Seahawks. Two good guys. Really good guys. Two good guys. Two good yes. guys. Two good guys. I think um, the concept of Noah Fant is intriguing, but right now it's very concept of Noah Fant instead of like actual <laughs> Noah. Yeah. All right. Los Angeles Chargers. Two good guys. Keenan Allen, yep. Mike Williams, and then the tight end's kind of a mess. They got some decent depth guys. All right. Buffalo Bills, two good guys. Diggs is one and a half guys. <laughs> one and a quarter guys. So what? here's the, like, who's the other half? Is it Knox or is it Gabrielle Davis? Yeah. Yes, it is. All right. I, I really like I David. think overall, I'm good with overall. Um, I think with overall, I'm good with Buffalo being a B. They've got they've got guys who are good. They've got like three or four guys who are good, but no like great uh, other than digs. I think they're more of a, I think more of an 18 mainly because I think there's some is like better than like, if you say like individually, like, yeah, Isaiah McKenzie by himself, like is not that great of a receiver, but when you put him in the role that Buffalo has him in, yeah. like we saw late in the season where he essentially replaced Cole Beasley and that offense got a little bit better. 
I also really, really like Gabe Davis as a wide receiver too, who can like, I, I do also think I'm kind of going off of the last time I saw the Bills play where Gabe Davis essentially torched the Chiefs defense. Yes. But I really, really do like that receiver core. I think Stefan Diggs, again, force multiplier at the position, yes. but they have a really, really talented and deep receiving core. I agree. I agree. So we kind of get off the two good guys, but it's still kind of similar. The Washington Commanders. McLaurin and the other good guy, you can either put in uh, Samuel or the rookie, but either way. Again, um, I think they're more concept than actual, like... I would definitely move Washington oh, down. Oh, okay. Because, like, Curtis Samuel is, like, cool. He's a cool receiver, but he's rarely on the field. We haven't seen enough of Deami Brown to actually say, like, yeah, this can be a good, a good player for this offense. I think Jahan Dotson is good. I just haven't seen him like in that offense yet. So again, I think Washington is very much of a concept or idea rather than like actual good receiving core. Yeah, and Logan Thomas is good, but her, but not great at tight end. Yeah. By the way, Chad, Chad Reuter points out that you are completely dissing Will Disley from Seattle. I mean, I actually like Noah Fant a lot, and you, feel free to diss Will Disley, uh, JP. I'm, I'm down with yeah, that. R- ridiculous contract that they gave him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we can move on. Also in, also in the B group, I have the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, and no Jalen Rager, or less Jalen Rager. Less Jalen Rager. I think the Eagles are good. They might be B+, plus, but, yeah, I think the B tier is the right place for the Eagles because um, we still haven't seen the big Devontae Smith NFL breakout yet. And, I mean, I like Goddard, but Goddard is like Logan Thomas. He's good, but he's not great. Right. And also they now have J.J. Arcega-Whiteside as tight end now, which – it's going to be a very fun con- concept again, instead of like actual thing. He he's a special teamer. We are not going to see JJ Arcega Whiteside at tight end. That is your that, that is the Jordan Matthews step that you take before <laughs> you start bouncing for, and you keep coming back to the Eagles after other teams are done with you. And uh, Elliot keeps writing articles about you. Okay. Uh, also, this might be controversial. The Kansas City Chiefs I have on the B tier. I actually okay. agree. Okay. I actually agree. I think Kelsey by himself is very, very good. But I do think the Chiefs lack depth. I think missing out on missing Tyree Kill really hurts their explosive plays, but you can kind of tell that they're shifting their offensive focus to be less big play, 40-yard touchdown, to being more, okay, we're going to get guys who can sit in these underneath zones that were killing us the entire season. So you trade off those big explosive plays from Tyree Kill for the eight-yard gains from Juju Smith-Schuster. But again, behind them, they don't really have a lot of depth. It's I, like- I, I definitely think Kansas City is a C. You open I like state. Kelsey. Ooh. Yeah, I like Kelsey. I think he's the best tight end in football. But at this point, the wide receivers are like, we don't. you don't have to move them. To, if, the, if JP and Mike think B, then I'm being outvoted. But I, I say C because we haven't seen a full, really good, healthy season from Juju Smith-Schuster in a while. McCole Hardman never became the thing that he wanted to be. Sky Moore is a rookie question mark, like all rookie question marks. I don't think we should just, you know. Mm-hmm. He, and if he puts up good numbers this year, some of that is going to be Mahomes-oriented in the same way Byron Pringle did last year. I just think when you look at the receivers, not the tight end, but the receivers, I, I just I would put them at C. I like that now McCole Hardman is Tyree Kill if you bought Tyree Kill off of Wish. <laughs> the second Tyree Kill, he now has to be the speed guy along with Marquez Valdez Scantling. So now they're like trying to combine them and like fuse them like Dragon Ball Z fuse them. In the- <laughs> right. Yeah. But you can't replicate that. So I do agree with B. I kind of see the argument for C, but I just think Travis Kelsey's too good. He's he's too good by himself for them to be a C tier like receiver. And you're naming a lot of number three guys 
who have like a specific skill. And that's one of the things I got kept up being like, yeah, Hardman has a specific skill as a, the reverse guys and everything. And uh, Valdez Halfling, I'm not a big fan of him, but he's like, he is your bomb guy. And Juju is like your crossing route guy. And Sky Moore is there. And I, I like him. So uh, <laughs> I, I like Sky Moore, but yeah, like, oh, he's a Mac receiver. So, you know, we're set. Um, so what are we, are we keeping a B? You sticking with me? Yeah, I think you've got, I think you have one more team that was originally yes. on your B list left to go. Yes. My most controversial choice, the New York Jets. As a fan of I Garrett really Wilson, really of CJ Uzoma oh, yeah. and Tyler Conklin at tight end, as a ch- fan of the potential of Corey Davis and Elijah Moore and of Berrios, and I just put forth a conjecture before you guys tear me down that we don't know how good this receiving core could be because it was Zach Wilson and Mike White and Josh Johnson. And I think, Joe I mean, Black- that's a, re- that's a reasonable argument. I'll tell you when I did my little D like quick addition thing, the jets are 29. But there's no, but there's no doubt that in part they're 29th because their quarterback was sucked. <laughs> on paper, this receiver core should be really good. They all complement each other really well. I think Corey Davis is that kind of bigger Shanahan style like receiver who will do a lot of the dirty work blocking, do a lot right. of crossing route stuff. Garrett Wilson is going to be the explosive yards after the catch guy. I think Elijah Moore is going to have a, another like solid season. Yeah, I like him. And I, again, I just think they're a deep receiver core and tight end core on paper. Right. But again, I kind of think we got to buy into them right now as a concept. I want to use concept based except results, except results here right now, because like I said, their quarterbacks weren't very good last year. I mean, Corey Davis at least has past results. I think Uzoma and Conklin are very average starters. Okay. They're not, you they're know, not really above average starters. They're like, you know, like 16th best type guys. Well, if you guys decide to move them to the C tier, that's still kind of a win for the Jets. C tiers for the Jets are, are like big wins. So. Yeah. I mean, I think I would put them in the C tier, but JP, I guess you're the deciding vote. Would you leave them at B or move them to C? I'm going to leave them in B. I, I think I'm buying, I'm buying into the concept of the Jets receiver core on paper. All right. So, I move so that leaves us with we currently have seven teams with B's, one that we moved up to A, and one that we moved down to C. So now let's hear the teams that you originally had in the C block. Okay. We're going to start with the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's like eating at a Jersey diner. Quality is eh, – quantity is mm. – um, and, you know, it's a lot of names and a lot of money, and it's just kind of eh. – I don't know. I kind of think I'd move them down. I'd move them one down, mainly because I think they have a lot of slot receivers. They have a lot of number two and number three receivers. (laughs) Right. Marvin Jones. Like, we were getting, like, they added Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, and Evan Ingram, but now you're asking them to be your leading receivers on a team that was starting Jamal Agnew and Tavon Austin. And Laquan Treadwell, like they're those guys still are going to see targets. And now that you don't have DJ Chark, I I'm just not a believer yet. I'm gonna get a bottle of whiskey, and every time Tavon Austin's name is mentioned on this podcast, I'm gonna do a shot. Tavon <laughs> Austin just comes up way too often in the year of our Lord 2022. And this is your fault, Urban Martin. Don't blame us, blame the Jaguars for giving him playing time, dude. Look, like, I wouldn't have gotten him otherwise. I was on this podcast during the season where I said Laquan Treadwell was playing really well. I have been Urban Meyer brain since, but I'm still trying to recover. I said Laquan Treadwell was a thing. Oh, no, don't say his name. I, I would say for now, let's leave the Jags at C, but let's see which other teams we have at C and D and decide which one that they belong with when we're done. I will say when I did my little DYAR add-up thing, they came out surprisingly average. But part of that is because Kirk had so much value last year, and I don't think that Kirk can duplicate that this year. Agreed. Agreed. I'm a little bit of a LaVisca Chenault fan still, so I'll throw that name back out there. Another Chenault or Chenault? Chenault. 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 Tavon Austin. All right, another name, Dallas Cowboys. This might be controversial. 
a team that we're used to putting in higher tiers, but look at who they have at receiver right now. C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup. I see the name James Washington on the on the depth chart, and I want to cry. And at tight end, you have Dalton Schultz and, and some, some backups. So really because of Lamb's potential and because we've seen a lot from Gallup in the past, that was keeping them at C tier for me. I'm, I'd agree. I think they're a C tier receiving core. I think if they were able to retain Amari Cooper, you would have them a little higher. I think the ceiling is a lot higher with Amari Cooper there. Like I said, I think the potential yeah. of a CD Lamb is there. I think Michael Gallup has proven to be a solid wide receiver three, low end, mid tier wide receiver two. Mm-hmm. But again, I think they lack depth. They lack that. Yeah, their depth is terrible. And especially with Gallup coming off a torn ACL, CeeDee Lamb is in and out of the lineup. That depth is really going to show up. Like, that lack of depth is really going to show up. Yeah, I I might put them at C+, but, you know, the depth is bad. Like, as good as having Lamb and Gallup as your top two guys and Schultz is a good tight end. And, yeah, I think C is about where they belong, I think. Awesome. Well, a team that I you talked about is good in concept, but not necessarily good on the field. The Carolina Panthers also made my C tier. Okay, with DJ Moore, I think we. This think is one where you really have to do the work to try to separate the talents of the receivers from the quarterback throwing to them. Because in my little you know back of the envelope DYAR calculation, they were in last place. Right. But you consider who was throwing to them and like. <laughs> How did you really, with Darnold throwing them, how do you really see DJ Moore being DJ Moore? How can you really see Robbie Anderson being Robbie Anderson? Terrace Marshall did nothing. Right. He just he barely game. played. Yeah. And, I think you know, DJ they're... Moore is fantastic. Like he's, he's a really, really yeah. underrated receiver. I think Robbie Anderson is still very good at what he does and what he can do. It's like one of those guys where he said they have a skill. He's really good at that skill. The thing. I, yeah. I just – I don't like their tight end room at all. Tommy, yeah, Tommy Tommy Tumbles? You don't like Tommy Tumbles? I'm not there yet. The, the guitar player yet. for the Germs in 1977, Tommy Tremble? I'm not there yet with Tommy Tremble, the most uh, Notre Dame like, tight end receiver name ever. Saxophone player for the New York Dolls? The most tight end name ever is Tommy Sweeney. Come on now. Or Tremble. Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and, and that's it. Like, I think we all know DJ Moore can play. Robbie Anderson is, like, the vertical guy. It's almost like another example of two good guys, but two kind of like, well, we haven't seen enough of the good guys to say they're good for people. Yeah, I really feel like it's one good guy and one guy who can be good, and then the depth is bad and the tight ends yeah. are bad. So I yeah. might do D, but Scott Spratt pointing out, and, I mean, like we said, there's a problem with the quarterbacking, you know, trying to decipher how good the receivers are. Robbie Anderson's yeah. 58% catchable target rate was the lowest among wide receivers with at least 100 targets last year. You do not want to be running deep routes with Sam Darnold and what, what's left of Cam throwing the ball deep. Yeah. So I guess I'm fine with leaving them at C for now, even though I don't like the tight ends and I don't like the depth. And I do feel like DJ Moore has gotten, you know, he's gotten lost. And I believe Derek Klassen called it ELO hell. <laughs> what does that mean, JP? JP, what does that mean? I hear ELO and I'm, I'm singing Turn to Stone. What does ELO, ELO, ELO hell mean? I'm trying to remember how to describe I, I looked it up. I looked it up. So it's based on the idea that um, online gaming, when they rank you, they use an ELO system. Okay. You know, this is the rating system that they use in chess and that 538 uses for like freaking everything. Mm-hmm. And and they think the idea is that if your teammates are bad in like an online shooter game, okay, if your teammates suck and your opponents suck, you can never play well enough to climb the ranks because everything around you sucks. So you don't look that no matter how good you are, you don't look that good because everything around you is terrible. Just like the band ELO where Jeff Lynn was really good, but everything around him stunk. And that's why there you go. There it is. (laughs) 
stupidest cracking thing. on Bev Beaven or whatever the drummer's name was from ELO. <laughs> Anyway, Derek, Derek used the term to refer to what's going on with Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville, and I think that's pretty accurate. And I think DJ Moore, as a wide receiver, is going through the same thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, here's somebody who a receiving court is not in, e- in ELO hell. It's the New England Patriots. Have at it, guys. Yeah, this one confuses me. Because when we were thinking about it beforehand and I was thinking subjectively, I was like, and you, you sent your initial tears to me. I was like, you know, the Patriots seem more like a D to me. And then I did the little DYAR uh, calculation thing. And of all the teams that you had in the C tier, guess which one was the highest? Patriots? The New England Patriots. And I don't think you can say it's because their quarterback lifted them there. No. So I don't know whether they're better than this or worse than this. <laughs> Initially, I had them in D tier. I just I think they're I think they're a lot like the Jaguars in terms of like they're a bunch of very good compliments mm-hmm. without like the actual like okay, the way I'm gonna describe it is it's like if you get an air freshener for a car but you don't have an engine. Like, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> but you don't yeah, have to I, make it go. I, I think they think Devontae Parker might be the engine, but I've never been a big Devontae oh. Parker guy. Oh. <laughs> but there's Parker a lot different. Kendrick Bourne had a really good year. Kendrick yeah. Bourne was really good last year. Bourne is your great number three. Bourne yeah, very good off. last year. Yeah. yeah. Aguilar, really I don't know what three. is going on with that guy. Jacoby Myers is good, not great. Right. Yeah. Um, John U. Smith is better than he showed last year. Um, I mean, I think in the end, C, C level is the right place for them. Let's go on to the New Orleans Saints with the preface that I really assume we've seen the best of Mike Thomas. Whenever I put these in there, I don't know what Michael Thomas we're going to get, but we're not going to get 2018 Michael Thomas. That guy isn't coming back or isn't thrilled about coming back or whatever. So that's why the Saints are here. here. Yeah, I feel like, again, this is another one of those where we have to, like, imagine the concept of a healthy Michael Thomas because it's been a while since he's actually been healthy. And when you compliment a healthy Michael Thomas with Chris Olave, that's a really good pairing. I don't think Jarvis Landry is that good right now. I think a lot of his better playing days are behind him. But, I mean, again... It really all hinges on what Michael Thomas you're going to get. Yeah. And Troutman is sort of like fetch. I keep waiting for it to happen. (laughs) Also, and you guys, I think I went too high. I was too generous for the team I usually rip. The Indianapolis Colts. I might have stuck T.Y. back in there in my brain, but I have no I would move the Colts down. I'd move Um, them down, too. I mean, you were talking about a second round receiver as their as their wide receiver too. And like I not, love a, not a first round pick, but a second round pick. And Paris Campbell is like vaporware. And Mo Alley Cox is like the twenty-third best tight end in football. <laughs> I love Michael Pittman as a wide receiver one. I think he is ascending. He wasn't helped very much by Carson Wentz turning into Carson Wentz near the back half of the season, but Again, they just lack depth. Like, if you go past Alec Pierce on the depth chart, you get to a Michael Strawn and a Paris Campbell. And even with T.Y., like, I don't think they're that deep as a receiver group. And again, Mo Ali cox and um, I think it's Jelani Woods who they drafted. That's going to be the biggest tight end room ever, and I'm excited to see it. But <laughs> I just think they're – I think that is a D-tier core right now. I, I will point out useful title asks about the Panthers. If we can include Christian McCaffrey in the receiver group, if we're not including use check for the 49ers, we can't include Mr. Christian McCaffrey for the Panthers. So would you, would you JP, would you agree with me in dropping the Colts to a D? Yeah. Yeah. Let's put the Colts in at D. Let's get off my back. I get uh, through two more teams from the C tier here, the Steelers and the Browns. And two very different receiving cores here. I think the Browns are very top-heavy with Amari and are lacking depth. And the Steelers have, like, a bunch of little guys and a decent tight end. 
I would actually rank them in B. I'd rank the Steelers in B. I I would like them. Yeah, I like the Steelers. Steelers and B. I'd go. I'd go up with the Steelers. I, I think they C. weren't helped at all. They weren't helped at all by old man Ben throwing the ball two yards. They're not going to be helped very much by Mitchell Trubisky either. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's going to be terrible again. But I think Deontay Johnson gets kind of a bad rap. Like he had that really bad season with drops, but hasn't really like he's a, he's a good receiver. I think Chase Claypool again is a good receiver. It's and a I lot of the, they a added, lot of this, you were talking about in concept. Chase yeah. Claypool, Deontay Johnson is a concept. I and feel like Claypool think, could be better than he's been. Yeah, but he hasn't been so far. I feel like Fryermouth definitely could develop. Had a very good year for a rookie, but he's not there yet. Uh, George Pickens is. You know, another one of these rookie wide receivers, but he's a second or you know round pick or whatever third round pick. He's not a first. Um, so I, I guess I would leave them at C. Yeah, I understand that. Uh, and the Browns, we are good with the Browns at C, or we have a fight here. No, I think I'm good with the Browns at C too. Like outside of Amari, you kind of kind of scrape the bottom of the barrel. I think David and Joku is a better tight end than he gets credit for yeah but again amari joku and then you got a bunch of dudes and more tight ends they have other good tight ends yeah people's jones is you know like we're waiting for that to happen they're really big on this kid david bell but again you know you can't expect much from a late second round pick until you see him on the field even one from purdue even one from purdue even one from purdue all right, now let's hit the teams you originally had with D's. D's. Let's see if we agree with you. Baltimore Ravens kick off the D's. The receiver core everyone's talking about. If you look at uh, four downs on Football Outsiders, Rob Weintraub's talking about them. How much do you like your David DeVernay's, your Rashad Bateman's, your James Proches, that other kid, Tylon Wallace, I think his name is. I think Mark Andrews keeps them from being lower. Okay. Mark Andrews. I think Mark and I think they would be an F. If it wasn't for Mark Andrews, see, I I think I am buying a lot into the concept because I love their tight end room. They're gonna run fourteen personnel where they only have Rashad Bateman <laughs> on the field, and I'm going to love it. I think Mark <laughs> Andrews again, he's entering that tier of it being a force multiplier when he's on the field. Nick Boyle is gonna be healthy. They drafted Isaiah Likely and Charlie Kolar, which at yeah. first. I didn't get at all, but man, if they're going to run all four of those guys on the field at once, count me in. I think the concept, again, the concept of Rashad Bateman, he hasn't really been healthy. Right. And he's not being helped by Greg Roman's passing game at all. I think the concept of Rashad Bateman is very cool. Yeah. But I can understand having them in D tier. I have them in C because I just love the time I did. They're, they're like Pro- Proche or Proche Pro- and Duvernay. And Duvernay are such at nothings based on what they've done in their career it's, so far that I really yeah. feel like as good as Bateman and Andrews is, and we kind of like those tight ends they took in the draft, I feel like those wide receiver two and three, and there's no depth even after that, really draws it back. If Nicole Hardman is Tyreek Hill off of Wish, I think Devin Duvernay is like Tyreek Hill off of Blanket. <laughs> you, you gotta go way into like the black market like you're you're balling on a budget right here the, next week our tears of tyree kill knockoffs so <laughs> next next on the d tier the tennessee titans and they might be teetering lower i had i struggle with them trying to figure out what they really have in robert woods coming off an injury and yeah uh, and Traylon burks was number one in playmaker score yeah. But I don't, you know, I don't really think that puts him ahead of Williams and Olave, really. And, and if you look and, at their depth, like that is not a good receiver room. Yeah. Like, outside of Robert Woods and Traylon Burks, you're getting into Nick Westbrook Aquina. Mm-hmm. Um Racy McMath. Racy McMath was getting snaps. Their tight end room also is not very good. Yes, Racy McMath. <laughs> Yeah, at this point, their starting tight end is uh, Hooper, Austin Hooper. That's a decent ball player. He's a decent ball player. The idea of Austin Hooper. (laughs) I'm kind of teetering on the idea of making this one an F. 
because we don't, you know, Woods coming back from the, I mean, most guys come back from ACL injuries pretty good. A rookie and a 30 something coming, coming back, back from an ACL injury. It's, yeah. and a tight end who's, and the concept. depth is really bad. Do it. All right. Let's make them an F. Ooh, do it. The um, Detroit Lions featuring Amon Ra St. Brown, who's a decent little player. Uh, we have DJ Chark coming off an injury. We have Jamison Williams coming off an injury. It was tricky with all these rookies coming off an injury and a guy who had like a half a good year two years ago coming off an injury and a guy who looked good catching very short passes on a bad team. I just kind of stuck them on this tier. I like yeah. DJ Hawkinson. I think Hawkinson. I would awesome. honestly make the uh, – I'm going to make the argument for making them a C. Ooh. Hawkinson is really good. If We've yeah. never seen what he looks like with a really good quarterback throwing to him. Chark is good. And we've Chark never seen what he looks like with a really good quarterback throwing to him. He made the uh, pro bowl. Amon Ross St. Brown had a very good rookie year. Mm-hmm. Um, I do kind of feel like this is, again, concept. And I, the idea of this receiver core, like we're saying, like, yeah, Chark, is, Chark has been good, but coming off of a broken ankle, that's mm-hmm. going to be interesting for a guy who's was mainly a deep threat in Jacksonville. Right. Jameson Williams is coming off a torn ACL. And I mean, I like I said, I like TJ Hawkinson. I like Amon Ross St. Brown. But I think D tier is right where they need to be right now. Like if we come back middle of the season and they outperform that tier, it wouldn't surprise me. But again, the concepts of the Lions right now, like on paper, it's a fine receiver group. Right. But it, it relies a lot on guys returning back to their previous form off of leg injuries all right if we're keeping them put the houston texans where we have brandon cooks who has gone there to be forgotten by society nico collins who came on strong at the end of last year john mechie another coming back from injury uh, a lot of guys who've been knocking around the league for six or seven years whose name you might remember but you shouldn't care about and a tight end group featuring Brevin Jordan, Faro Brown, and Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, they're on the edge of F2. <laughs> <laughs> I like Brandon Cooks. I, I think he is still, I'm not going to say like elite wide receiver one. I think he's more bottom tier wide receiver one, high tier wide receiver two. Um, yeah. I think it is very much like that scene from The Temptations where it's like, I'm David Ruffin and these are The Temptations. Is I'm Brandon Cook, and these are the Texans' receiving options. Brandon Cook is David Mitchell. Ruffin. <laughs> Brandon Cook is not David Ruffin, but again, the concept of John Mechie is very cool as a wide receiver two, wide receiver three. But again, he's also coming off of a torn ACL. So again, you're having to play a little bit of looking into the future with what this will look like. I do think they should stay in B tier. I'm a believer in Brandon Cooks. All right. I'll give them Brandon Cooks, keeping them in the D tier. Okay. Last team in the D tier, Gettleman's All-Stars, the New York Giants. All of the leftover Gettle guys. With uh, God, th- This is one where it feels like they should be higher. Yeah. It, 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 but, it, but, the, but when you look at the actual performance, I don't think they should. Like, God, it feels like Kenny Galladay is better – than he looked last year, certainly. And he's What's been injured, fair, but like, you have to price in the injuries. It feels like Sterling Shepard is better than his numbers show, but the numbers like are five yeah. years of his five years it of those numbers. Feels like Darius Slayton is better. There's no tight ends. Right. To be fair, they were having plays called for them by Jason Garrett and Joe Judge. Like and Canarius Tony is good. Yeah, I don't know. This one might be on the verge of being a C. I think this is another one where it's kind of like the Lions, where if they outperform expectations this year, like, yeah, I would say, like, they'd be a C tier. But, again, we're banking a lot on Kenny Galladay bouncing back. We're banking a lot on Kadarius Tony being better than he was last year. Wendell Robinson being the sleeper from Playmaker Score, but he actually just completely repeats all of Kadarius Tony's talents. It's like they took Kadarius Tony and hit him with the honey. I shrunk the kids thing. <laughs> Useful title points uh, out. And this is how I felt. 
it feels like they should be higher and the performance they should be lower. Mm-hmm. Joey sucks. They are very like Kadarius Tony's health is the difference between a C and a D. They're so, very much the vibes team. Like they give off like tier vibes. Like they should be better. If you if you look at them like on paper, like yeah, that's, that's a C tier receiving core. But then when you actually put them out on the field, they're like you said with Wandell Robinson and Kadarius Tony, their skill sets are very redundant. It's gonna be interesting to see how Brian Dayball uses both of those guys at the same time, especially because they don't have a tight end. So right. it was essentially going to be 10 personnel the entire game. They're gonna be like, screw it, we're gonna go super spread offense. It's gonna look a lot like Oh, I think there'll be more Ricky Seals Jones than you think there will be, but it's be more not Ricky Seals good. Jones than anyone wants in this world of football fandom. It'll be more Ricky Seals Jones than Brian Dayball wants. It's gonna look a lot more like the Bills pre-Tampa game without Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and all the other good players. Like, it's that was going to fight. So if, well, you took, if you took the Bills offense pre-Tampa and their super spread 10 personnel air raid and, like, you turn, turned your head to the right and then you closed your right eye and tried to draw the Bills offense – what? From the What's period, happening? that is the Giants. That's some dissing on Dawson Knox, but Giants oh. at D. All right, I think what we'll do is let's finish out the bottom, yes. and then we'll go and we'll do the best teams. Right. So let's finish it out with you originally had two teams at F and one team below F. Yes. <laughs> at F, we have the Atlanta Falcons. And before you guys argue about Kyle Pitts, you're all double counting Kyle Pitts. Everyone's saying the same thing. Well, Kyle Pitts is a tight end. We're going to move him to wide receiver. So he's going to be a really good wide receiver. So they have a really good wide receiver in Kyle Pitts. And they've got Kyle Pitts at tight end. You're double counting him. I'm not going to double count Kyle Pitts. My argument is going to be that Brian Edwards is better than you think the last couple of years. That is going to be my argument too. I've, I and am, that Kyle Pitts is going to be amazing. Oh, my God. Thank they you, my God. Lead, they're not going to lead the league in yards of separation at all, but they're going to lead the league in the too little gesture where the receiver, like, bosses a dude and then does a little too little thing. Mm-hmm. They're going to lead the league in that. Okay. Just going to tell you, Brian Edwards was catching three passes a game. And then Henry Ruggs, goodbye. Okay. Darren Waller gets hurt. Other yeah. guys get hurt, and Brian Edwards is still catching three passes a game. But boy, like, did those three passes look great. Oh my God. That, those three catches look awesome, man. Derek <laughs> Carr was throwing the Fabian Moreau. I honestly would I would honestly boost them to a D. Okay. I would too. I I'm I'm buying into the Maybe I'm just too much of a Kyle Pitts stand, but uh, <laughs> I'm buying into the Jumbo Jet Falcons. Right? Yeah. Obadiah Zechaniah is the other wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I don't know. I, I put them at D. Let's put the Falcons with a D. All right, well, let's uh, talk about my other F team, the Green Bay Packers. Oh, yeah, that is. As that much is as I fun. like Robert Tanyan, I'm I'm fine with having them as an F. And also Robert, Robert Tanyan. Because it's off. like. It's like guy who looks better because of Aaron Rodgers, another guy who looks better because of Aaron Rodgers, another guy who looks better because of Aaron Rodgers, and a Division One Double A second round receiver who we've never seen do it against the big boys. Right, and guys who look a lot better with the gravity of Devontae Adams pulling everybody else away. Yeah, a lot of Lat Lazard and guys like that, and Sammy Watkins will have his one big game and get hurt. We know that that's what he does. And you have uh, a special of- tier. You have a special tier marked the Bears tier. Can I guess which team is going to go there? Go ahead. I think that's the Bears with an F minus. It is the Bears with the F minus. Did not participate. Did not show up. Must repeat the grade. Summer school remediation grade. I'm not listing these guys again. Uh, You know who they are. No, you don't know who they are, and that's the problem. And we've talked a lot about (laughs) the Bears uh, (laughs) receiving core in the past. F minus, minus, minus. Yeah, I'm totally fine with that. Uh, that but they just with- added Byron Pringle to be like their second go-to guy at receiver. Like, I don't think we're 
talking enough about how much that is terrible process for a young quarterback. You're, you're my you're my Twitter timeline. Like, what about Byron Pringle? It's like, what about Byron Pringle? You have no idea who he is at all. And then, then they'll hit me with, well, I went on your website and he, you know, because he has a high D. It's the classic guy who's, I mean, right. you know, the DYAR is really good for Byron Pringle. It probably means Pringle is better than you think he is, but it also has a lot to do with Mahomes. Right. And being around Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill, taking the yes. gravity away. Yeah, I mean, he's better than you think he is because Demarcus Robinson and Nicole Hardman didn't put up those numbers, right? Even though they had the same advantages that Pringle did. So Pringle is better was better than them last year, certainly. It was a lot of short over the middle where you know Tyreek Hill took the lid off and Kelsey was running this thing, and here's the eight yard pass to Pringle. Yeah, I I I think what Pringle I think what Pringle's DYAR suggests is that he was better than Robinson and Hardman, not that he's really that good. Fair enough. And they went out and drafted a 25-year-old rookie. <laughs> There's uh, seven teams left, and I'm going to give away that Mike has one of those teams as the S tier. Yes. And I'll let people guess while we go through the teams that you have with A's. I'll let people guess in the comments which team you gave the S. But let's start with the A's. We'll start with Miami Dolphins at the A list with Tyreek Hill, force multiplier, JP. I think that's mm-hmm. a pretty clear example of one with Jalen Waddle at his side. Mike Jusecki, I think, is a very, very good tight end. And I think they have pretty good depth as well. See, I I'm think not people like, there's a lot of people who really like Cedric Wilson. Yeah, that's a good, yeah. I'm not as sold on their depth as most people are, but I think yeah. the top end, like Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, are two very good like compliments to each other receiver. We're just like, yeah, we're just I might move them down to B because but it's but it's it is three guys because you gotta count Kaseki. So you know leave him at A. We'll leave him at A. I you know Cedric Wilson, people do like him. I'm I'm with JP. The depth is not good. Trent Sheffield's an outstanding special teamer guys. Um all right let's <laughs> thank you. Uh, also in the A tier the Tampa Bay Buccaneers you guys needs no introduction. I wasn't worried about whether Gronk comes back or not. I was just stuck in the eighth year. Yeah, I think if Gronk doesn't come back, they're B. Really? I could see that argument. I think, again, they're lacking depth. I think they addressed that a little bit with adding Russell Gage to be their wide receiver three. But, again, you get behind there, and it's Scotty Miller. Tyler Johnson hasn't seemed to get out of the Brady doghouse. Mm-hmm. Um, O.J. Howard leaving and going to Buffalo in free agency really hurt the tight end room, especially if Gronk doesn't come back. Yeah. We're all assuming he's coming back, so I'm fine with leaving them at A. But I think if it turns out he's not coming back, I would drop them to B. Okay. Denver Broncos. This should have – there's a conceptual element to them because of all the bad quarterbacking, but it has a combination of depth and breadth, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. I could see the argument for putting them in S if they had a better tight end, or at least a serviceable tight end. See, I feel like I would drop them to B because right now it's just a concept. They haven't actually – none of these guys have really done it as well as you think. I mean, yeah, they do go four deep because Tim Patrick is underrated. Yes. Um, But, like – like I'm wait. I mean, yeah, and some of it was the quarterbacking, but Bridgewater was not bad last year, and and like I'm waiting for Judy to have the big healthy year where he's really good, and I'm waiting for Hamler to really do something. I feel like they're more conceptual, and I would drop them to B. I love Cortland Sutton. That is that's one of the main reasons why I think I'd have them borderline S. I think Cortland Sutton is a very very good receiver. I think Judy is going to have his chance to prove that he's a really good receiver in this league, especially now that he has a quarterback that can throw over 15 yards. Again, same thing with K.J. Hamler. Like I said, if they had a serviceable tight end, I think I'd put them in this. Yeah, they are tricky because you always have to look at who was healthy at what time. For example, Judy was there for most of the Drew Locke time. Right. So, so But I I was just comfortable with the sheer amount of guys. Uh, Slightly different order here, but another A-tier team, the Las Vegas Raiders, when you take – Devonte Adams, Adam, Hunter Renfro, who is very, very good, and you have Waller at tight end. My back of the envelope DYAR uh, calculation, they were number one. Wow. 
When you put all, all the value of what you get from Devontae Adams with Waller and yes. how good Renfro has been. That's got that's got the S vibes. I think they're another like they're a very S vibes team. If wide receiver if wide receiver two, I mean if you think of Renfro as the slot guy, if other outside receiver was better, I would say yes. But right now other wide receiver is probably Demarcus Robinson or Keelan Cole. Or Mac Hollins, who is a special teamer. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're another one of those teams where like they give off the vibes of yeah. they're one guy away from being S tier. Yeah. Here's a team that definitely gives off the vibes, but I was a little worried about the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah. It really depends how much you believe that Allen Robinson had his soul sucked out in Chicago and just stopped trying. <laughs> he did not want to be there. He he was done. Like midway I'm sorry. He sucked. It was him. not it was not just the quarterback was bad. He sucked last year. I mean, I, there's a legit argument that he just stopped caring, and so that's why he sucked, like Randy Moss in the last year at Oakland. But I don't – I mean, there's a possibility Robinson is not what everybody thinks he is. Possibly. There's a possibility that he is, certainly. Um, if you believe in Robinson, then they definitely are an A. I think – Van I mean, Jefferson is underrated, I think. Yeah, like and so is Higby. I believe in um, – Robinson bouncing back. Cooper Cup, we know who Cooper Cup is. Van Jefferson's very underrated. I am interested to see what happens with OBJ. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to have can't enough. Count him for the Rams right now. Or I don't think they have enough cap space or enough footballs to throw to him. But if they were able to get him back under the in the LA, I think that'd be really interesting in terms of where they rank. But I do definitely think they're an A tier. I'm not as sold on Tyler Higby as most people. I don't know. I think he is another one of those like, hey, he looks cool. He's got all the he looks like a cool tight end, but he's just he's not there yet for me. Okay. Last team on the A tier, Arizona Cardinals. And I, I want to give Michael Walsh the no prize because he predicted the S tier team in the comments, the Cincinnati Bengals. Now is that me putting a halo on them for what they did late in the season? I leave that up to you guys to decide. I feel like um, putting Arizona in the A tier requires expectations for Rondale Moore and Marquise Brown, but I'm I'm okay with that. As Marquise Brown, I mean, he's, we've seen some pretty good Marquise Brown, and yeah. I think we've seen Rondale Moore be a good actual receiver more than Cliff Kingsbury just saying, "Hey man, here's a screen," or "Hey man, here's a reverse." Like he can be an actual receiver. Um, I do still worry about their depth a little bit. Because that's going to be tested real early, especially with DeAndre Hopkins not playing. You know what? That Wesley kid was not bad last year. Their depth is better than you think it is. A.J. Green is still there, too, playing a role and wasn't trouble last year. A.J. Green proved a lot to me last year. I did not think he had anything left. Right. Yeah, he's like. My my argument is going to be. I don't think the Bengals are S tier. I would put nobody in the S tier right now. Oh, because I, I think to be the S tier, you need an above average player at all four starting listen, positions. Listen, and to they the don't Patriots. have the tight end. Listen to the Patriots fan here. Well, you know, if you only have Randy Moss and Wes Welker and Benjamin, no, because the team I was actually going to bring up as what would be an S tier team uh-huh. is Tampa Bay before Antonio Brown lost his mind. <laughs> I That's honestly what, think I don't think the Bengals are an S tier. I think they have. I think the way I see it is they have guys who could be a wide receiver one or two on practically every other team. Or like, I think Tyler Boyd being moved to wide receiver three is insane yeah. because he would be wide receiver two or wide receiver one on most yeah. teams in the league. T. Higgins absolutely balled during the playoffs late in the season and was able to be that high-end wide receiver too. And I think Jamar Chase right now is another force multiplier guy. I do see the argument with the tight end, but I just think those three guys are so high level. Oh, those three guys are great. The tight ends are meh, and there's no depth behind those guys. And that's why I would make them an A and not an S. As opposed to like when Tampa Bay had Scotty Miller as wide receiver four, 
and had both Gronk and OJ Howard and Cam Bray all playing tight end. That's a freaking ass. He's not a Patriots guy. He's just talking about a Brady team. But don't call him. <laughs> Patriots I I like Hayden Hurst and Drew. Some I mean I, I guess if S is historic, like a historic tier, and it's got to be that Super Bowl team or greatest. I mean, show. if you're going to argue the Bengals have the, if you're going to argue somebody has to be an S, whoever's the best right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the Bengals are the best right now. Well, no, but the, nobody has to be the best. Because Maybe I guess I would rather, I would rather have the three wide receivers and a meh at tight end than what the Raiders have, which is two wide receivers and a tight end, but a meh at wide receiver. Right. Right. You have an ordinary tight end, but you have three receivers giving you all those options. It's a, it's a different thing. Then your ordinary right. tight end looks good, whereas your slot receiver doesn't necessarily look good because you have the tight ends. But I think that the best right now is either the Raiders or the Bengals. Okay. And they, e- they each have one hole. The hole for the Bengals is tight end, and the hole for the Raiders is opposite of Adams. Well, let's put it to a vote because Ross is sitting there waiting for us to put teams in the S tier. So let's show a so- show of hands. Who wants the Raiders in the S tier. Who wants the Bengals in the S tier? All right. <laughs> Democracy. <laughs> Democracy works. So that's our tiers right there, man. That there we go. We've done our tiers. Um would you uh would you make any changes at the last minute now that we've got them all put together? I know we were debating whether the Jaguars should be higher or lower or leave them at sea. What are you feeling, JP? Um, I mean, I think if the Lions are in B, I think the Jaguars also have to be in B. Okay. I think we're very much a concept as well as like the lions are um i don't know man i'm now that i've heard the everything about the broncos I'm like oh man that the way we described the Bengals' three receivers yeah but look at the broncos again so you have kj hamler coming off an injury he's never done anything in the nfl you have sutton who i think we both really like look at the last half of the season for sutton he vanishes and he vanishes with teddy bridgewater still out there i think he's a fine player there's no way you can argue that the Broncos have three studs. It's right. two studs, one of whom we've never quite seen do it, which is Judy. Cortland Sutton has done it. Yeah, I see that. Well, Ryan McNamara is not happy with us with the Jets at B. Let's move the Jaguars down to D. Joey Sucks asks, do we want to move the Bills up to an A? It's a lot of... I think the Bills aren't. I think the Bills are the best of the teams that are in B. Right. I think I think Josh Allen is elevating them to make them look like an A. That's, that's yeah. I, I definitely see that. Yeah, I still want to move Kansas City down, but uh, I don't know. I think we've seen Juju Smith-Schuster be a quality secondary option when he's healthy. Yeah, and that's all that Kansas City is going to essentially ask him to be. And one thing is, like, it was last year, not, not 2021, but 2020, he was healthy. I believe he caught 97 passes, but it was old man Roethlisberger, so it was 7.4 yards per catch or some horrible number like that because he was catching screens and running out of bounds and getting slammed by three guys. So I, I think Juju still is pretty Tom Norvell says we're not giving the Raiders any credit for Foster Moreau at tight end when Waller splits out. I like Foster Moreau. Yeah. Yeah, how I like Foster Moreau. The, the Raiders have better depth than the Bengals do, I think. It's just a question of which would you rather have, the three stud wideouts with a meh at tight end or two stud wideouts and a stud tight end with a meh at other wideout. And I think I'd rather have the three wideouts. I think Beefy Big Toe likes the Bears being in their own Bears category. So this is our tiers. These are our tiers. I guess I should ask, should we try to run this graphic in the link on the site or should we wait and make people watch the video? We should put it on Twitter, my man. I think we should put, put this on Twitter. These are our, yeah. We should put this on Twitter. I'm telling Ross, the producer, we should put our tiers <laughs> on Twitter and say, if you want to hear them debate these tiers, you should listen to the show. There you Once- go. 
We should put that on. We should put it on Twitter with a link to the show. Yeah, Ross is speaking to us right now. You guys can't hear him. Cushy, cushy. He's only speaking. All right. Next week. Next week, uh, Derek Klassen should be here, I believe, and we're going to talk. Anime. Second year breakout players and running back tears. Nice. Running back tears next week. JP, thank you for joining us. Mike, thanks as always. Uh, tune in at 2.30 for Splash Play and more best ball fantasy talk, everybody. Tune in next Thursday at 1 o'clock for Running Back Tears. Yes. And uh, thank you all for listening, and thank you all for watching. And I'm Aaron Schatz from Football Outsiders. Everybody have a great Memorial Day weekend. <laughs>